0: welcome to a red-hot edition of Beckham's Basement. We have a lot to talk about. Dear Lord, the Champions League group stage is over. Uh, Frankfurt just dry homes buying over the weekend with uh, no questions asked. It was it was basically prison sex. And um, man, help! <laughs> and uh, we have Liverpool and Manchester United coming up, Nick and. I gotta tell you, there's um, there's been some developments at Manchester United as you told me about just a minute ago. It's it's red hot off the press. It's coming in hot and it's coming in steady. But uh, I mean, we are we're in the midst of this is this is the this is the, the high point of the season right here, man. We're right around the corner from Boxing Day. Premier League's about to hit its stride. Liverpool's on top of the table, which is which is uh, uh, freaking amazing. And uh, that's where we should be. That's where we need to be. That's where we deserve to be. And United are in a complete dumpster fire free fall. And we're gonna get we're gonna jump in right with them, but I need you, sir, to make your introduction. Nick, co-host Nick, my man with the plan, Mr. Information, Mr. Mr. South American football himself. How you doing, sir?
1: Doing good, man. Better than uh than than last week. I don't feel dead and uh yeah, just finished a Argentina Cup final and just following up on all this 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 United stuff, man. It's it's so interesting. It's literally like a sitcom and a soap opera. I mean, them dropping out of Europe is is like uh, the end of the world for them. So, yeah, man, we we got a lot to talk about, not to mention uh the the best result of my whole 2023. Was Frankfurt over Bayern Munich? So yeah, this, this was a good week, man. We got a lot to cover for sure. That
0: was that was literally Andy Dufresne in the movie Shawshank, where the sisters got him in the laundry room. If, yeah. if anyone's seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's what Frankfurt. That's what little loser Frankfurt did to big big daddy Bayern.
1: Yeah. Yeah, gave Leverkusen a chance.
0: And then Leverkusen blows it with a draw against Stuttgart. But anyways, at least they're one point up now. Even with the game in hand, they would still have a one-point lead over Bayern if Bayern were to beat Union Berlin. But Union Berlin is showing some life, sir. They um they they scored two against Real Madrid on their way out of the Champions League, which is very honorable. And also, they won in the league. Uh, Big-time ass-whooping, 3-0 uh, last week. But anyways... We're not talking about you in Berlin. Let's, let's jump right into this. Greg um, Burnley from ESPN said Manchester United's, uh, and, and I know people are like, let to talk about United again. Guys, girls, stop giving us headlines to talk about with United. They are literally a tabloid yeah. in and of themselves. So we have to look at this the way that we have to look at it. So let's see, um, Nick, where'd you go? I'm right here. Oh, your picture dropped out, man. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, so so uh, yeah, so let so let let us talk about this. I, I mean, Manchester United drops out. Uh, some of the pundits are saying, you know, the, the, the thing is saying it's 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 idiotic to sack Ten Hag. Who you're going to get? I do agree with that. Who you're going to get right now? Who's available? Who wants that job? You know, who wants? Ten years ago, who wants the Manchester United job? It's one of the most prestigious jobs in the world. Fergie just stepped down. He leaves on a high note. Ten years later, nobody wants that effing job. Nobody. And now, and terrible. and now, and I'm going to let you, you go, go to town this one. one. Now they are in a situation where they have nothing left to play for but the league, and now staring them in the face after a 3-0 home defeat to AFC Bournemouth last week. Just just embarrassing, embarrassing home defeat. They now have to travel to Anfield where the predictions are 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 to Liverpool. And embarrass- so the goal differential, which is already negative, is going to grow potentially negative four, negative five, negative six. Uh, And, 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 you know, the thing was we can't sack our manager when we're only three points off fourth place. Well, guess what? You're not three points off fourth place anymore. And after this weekend, you're definitely not going to be three points off fourth place. Nick, let's start with everything. Tell us what you've just heard reported here in the last hour or two.
1: Well, I follow – I don't even think I'm subscribed to, to United stand, but the biggest, the biggest fan channel on YouTube for any club is the United stand. And, and Mark's pretty good about his sources, but they're, um, they're reporting that uh, Jan Hager from ESPN is, is reporting that Borussia Dortmund has interest in hiring 10 Hag, which is assuming a lot, assuming that, bvb crash out well i don't want to say assume because we know what's going to happen they will get a two seed who should be a one seed and that two seed will beat them in the playoff they'll be kicked out they will finish fifth fourth something in a german league and then they'll probably want to fire their manager and also United is going to want to get rid of their manager because he can't, you know, he can't manage himself out of a wet paper bag with scissors in his hands. Right. So they're reporting that, that BVB wants to get their hands on 10 Hog. And this is from a reliable source, man. I mean, Mark doesn't just say stuff. He's very picky about what he says. And, and, uh, and I, I agree with, uh, with what he says. he, he says they're going to do the fire sale. They're going to sell Vanderbeek, Sancho, um, Varan doesn't want to stay for his last year in twenty twenty five, and they're going to have a fire sale and get rid of these players so they can drop drop down the uh, the squad and then just contend for this league. But they're they're apparently going to fight for fourth, but they're not going to get finish in the top four, and. Uh, they're gonna start really dropping these games. We were just talking about it. They have a difficult schedule coming up. They had a kind of a cakewalk, you know, when you lose three nothing to Bournemouth, and it was at Old Trafford. I mean, it it's pretty bad uh, when when you do that, and you are in a group with Galatasaray and Copenhagen. You, you have to come out on top. And not only did they not come out on top, they didn't even qualify for Europe. And Mark was saying they missed out on, just by missing Europa, at least $28 million in revenue. So the owners are looking to replace that by selling the players that we have uh, talked about. So a lot going on in the United world, man. These, these people have something every day to follow. And uh, it's always a, a drama show. You know, setting yourself up for this Liverpool match to be a disaster, um, you know, and, and I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I believe that when people are on one result, like let's say City and Red Star over three and a half, usually it doesn't happen. But I honestly agree with the world that Liverpool is going to smoke Manchester United. I mean, you're talking about one of the best offenses on this planet. And yeah, their defense is shaky, but no one can score for United. When your leading scorer is a uh, Scott McTominay, you have some serious issues, man. I mean,
0: I, I rough, can't. But we, you, you know, this to be true is that Ten Hogg uses McTominay in the wrong position.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll see him. You'll see him pushing forward. He's not even. He he's he's totally out of play. He places him in a position to where he can try to save that team. And he's done it once or twice, but you're only going to get that once every twenty or thirty matches, and it's looking terrible. I mean, the guy, the guy is uh, is looking. It's looking really bad. I mean, people are turning on him left and right. So let's
0: talk about this real quick. You and me discuss this, right? Because we we talked about two scenarios here, right? So typically, uh, the fire sale would not take place until the summer because. You want to keep the, the squad strong to push for the league, right? So, and I don't mean the league by winning the league. That, that that's absurd. I don't think Manchester United is going to win the league anytime in the next thirty years. But uh, especially with, with Glazer ownership, because uh, Glaze is great on donuts, but not in football. And no. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, by the way, if you if you do want some good Glaze donuts, go downtown Charleston Glaze. If you're here, go get those donuts. Anyways, yeah. um, two scenarios. Uh, one, keep everyone. Try to get top four because you need that European money. You need that Champions League money. We know that, right? That's that's the big thing. That's that's where you, that's where you make your mark, right? And then in the summer you can decide who you want to keep. But the other thing is, too, you sell them now and you basically give yourself no shot at top four. You're basically conceding top six at best, if not nothing at all. Actually, I mean, it'd be. Completely devastating if if Manchester United got nothing next season because that's honestly the way it's looking right now. And then Ten Hag's going to be out in May, and then where do you go from there? I mean, it's 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 a complete and utter dumpster fire. And and my my question to you is this: Do you just go all in on the on, on top four right now and keep everyone? But then the other thing is the players have 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 reportedly turned on the manager. Yeah. Rafael Varane hates Ten Hag. So yeah. even if you put in one of the world's greatest defenders, he's not going to play. He's like, you know, he's like, I'll sit on my ass on the bench. Yeah. So let's discuss
1: this. Yeah, like what, would. what would you do? I, I, if this was my team, I would honestly, I would hope that some type of ownership would change. I mean, we've talked about it before, and apparently they're getting this new sporting director who's going to be changing stuff around, but at the time being right now you have to honestly look and say that you don't have a chance at top 4 you're not going to get Champions League so you're going to have to fight for a Europa or a Conference League spot and those fans are so snooty they don't want that and and i mean it it, it just it just shows you man that that this this whole club is just such in, sh- in shambles when the top from down to the bottom is this bad. Um, I I think you you do, you fire sale, you get rid of these players who do not want to play for this club, and then you hope this sporting director can bring in guys who can play better and play for the manager. The manager, I think it's gone. I think it's over with. You're not going to be able to save this guy. Well, I mean, how do you come the back from You
0: talked about, right? So Verona's not playing anyway, so it won't hurt to sell him. Well, hey, he started against Told Ten Hag to go to hell, so he hasn't yeah. played at all. He's probably going to go back to Dortmund. And yeah. according to you, what you heard today, Ten Hag might be his manager at Dortmund. So, how the hell would that work out? Ten Hog's going to be the manager at Dortmund, and Sancho hates Dor- uh, hates Ten Hag. So, I mean, you you're, you're taking one problem and just moving it to a different country, a different league. Then, so who yeah. else were you talking about? Um,
1: Van de Beek is already gone. He's leaving in January. Yeah. He hasn't played. And, and Varane, d- d- he started against Bayern Munich and played an amazing game and held Bayern Munich to only one, even though they didn't need it. But it was funny watching that match because he's, he changes everything for that team. But because of a rift with this bald manager, this bald fraud is what I, I like calling him. They, they, they suffer un-tactically because you don't start a World Cup winner Varane, and now he wants to leave your club. So it's right. just a it's a mess.
0: Okay, so um, I mean, I, I mean, the prospects are looking really piss poor right now. Yeah, and, they're, and, they're and, exactly. and I'm saying this like United supporters would out would just boycott the the Conference League. They wouldn't even come to that. Yeah. You can take the kids out, right? The kids get a, you know, because t- tickets are probably five pounds, maybe, maybe 10 pounds at most. So, yeah, it's a good match. You can take Manchester United versus Slavia, Vorkrušnik, Kosnakovic. And then they get to the play yeah. away to uh, Slobodan, Serbia, MK. And yeah. then their final matchup in the group stage will be against uh, uh, 1860 Munich. So cool. Yeah. right? Awesome. I mean, that's just like, the, the same conference league is basically saying nothing so unless they get Europa League which they're they're, they're in danger of falling out of that spot in yeah, i don't think they get any yeah I don't think they'll get any man I think the
1: drop is about to start man you just witnessed their their heads down FC man once they go down and they start to lose it gets ugly and we've seen it man we've watched these games where they fall apart I, you watched seven uh, nothing. You you saw that game, man. It's just one after another after another, and that same mentality is what goes on during these matches. I mean, three 0 to Bournemouth. I mean, Jason Bournemouth. Come
0: on, like <laughs> Jason Bournemouth. It is. It, it, it's, it's it's the culture. It's, it's terrible culture that's been created at one of the greatest clubs in the history of the sport, the winningest yeah. club. In English football in the 21st century, and mm-hmm. the culture has been completely turned around from absolute winners to absolute losers. Yeah, cry babies. As soon as they go down, no one—they're done. Yeah, so they heads down. They they give up. They have yeah. no heart, no fight. None. So I don't. That's that, on the. Manager, I mean, the manager, said, that's on the manager, or is it? On, who, who's that on? A sporting director, manager? Who's that on? I mean, we know the answer, but at, at some point, when does it turn around? When do you get the right guy in there?
1: Yeah, it's it's such a hard, it's such a hard answer because you you can't just keep bringing in these managers and expecting the same with the crap players. I honestly think that the best thing for them to do would be to sell these lot and just get rid of these players as much as they can. I know they're on huge wages and then start to build. I mean, I don't want this to end though. So it's kind of like a a, a circus. I, I mean, I don't want it to go out of town. You know, I want them to keep crashing and burning, but eventually, you know, years down the road, they're going to get it right. They they just don't, it's going to happen. But right now I don't want it to, and them selling players in January is going to be a step towards that. Because once you start getting these players who are crap and don't want to play out, then maybe you can get someone who will play. Let me, let's so. ask you,
0: how, when are we going to also start to question these Dutch managers at these big clubs? You know, uh, Komen, <laughs> uh, uh Peter Bosch, and, yeah. and now and Eric, like Eric Ten Hag, because... Bosch failed miserably at Dortmund. Then he was. Then he went to Leverkusen and got sacked there. Komen failed at Everton. Um, and then Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. And Ten Hag has now failed at Manchester United miserably. So w- yeah. when, when are we going to stop with the Ajax with, with the and the Eindhoven Wonder Kids and bringing them to the big leagues before yeah. they can prove themselves at the middle stage? See, if I was... Peter Bosch would have been better off maybe managing, you know, leaving Holland and going to like, um, you know, uh, let, let's see here. Maybe, maybe uh, a French, French club. like, Mon- yeah, French. So, like, yeah. from someone like uh, Marseille or something, you know, that's just, yeah, like Lille, you know. Marseille, Monaco.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Jumping to England is just not. It's not working for these guys, right? If you go go to Monaco
0: and you, you know, take four out of six points from PSG, then maybe you've proven yourself, you know, or whatever. But it's, it's just, you know, but when they do sack Ten Hag, if it's at the end of the season and there's no point in sacking him right now, because like, but I will ask this question now and I'll ask it again: Who are you going to get if you sack him tomorrow? And who are you going to get if you sack him at the end of the, at the Premier League season after match day 38? Because, yeah, I can understand people want the United job because of the payday. Yeah. But nobody wants this stress monkey around their throats. Yeah. It's an albatross. This is a terrible yeah, club to manage. Period. Yeah. And, and call, I, this is not Liverpool bias on my part. This. Anything but like you can ask United supporters themselves. Their own pundits on YouTube think this club is a freaking joke. Yeah, I'm being, I'm taking it easy on them, honestly. Compared to their hey, they're eating themselves alive. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You you got
1: people talking hours about how they want everyone gone, and and that's the big question: is where do you go? Do you get Deserbi? Do you get you know Zidane was even brought up even though he said he's not going to go to an why English he, club. Why would he go
0: there and ruin his game? Yeah.
1: yeah, I agree with you man. I mean it, it's it's like they're going to they're going to have to keep on striking out until they find that that right guy, but they're just they're they're ruining these names. I mean Potter was brought up. I mean I just watched a video on this whole thing we're talking about and I mean the names that I heard were just It's just crazy because they were like, Oh, we're so glad we didn't get Pochettino, but it's like, dude, you got Ten Hag and you're still terrible. Like you, no matter who you got in this round, clearly it's not just the manager. Like it's something else going on inside this club. And I, I honestly, I'm done saying the manager when you got Ralph Ragnick, a genius, a German uh, football god telling you that you need to. To spread this, to disperse these players in this club yeah. and change everything. When you got him saying that, and then him going to Austria and turning them into a top twenty FIFA ranked club. I mean, Austria was great in Euro qualifying, yeah. and yep. I'm telling you, my yep. dark horse. I think they have a chance to go in the playoffs. They just well, Germany's asked
0: too in the uh, last international break.
1: Yeah, dude, Ralph Ragnick is a genius, and when you have a guy like that telling you you need to get rid of these people, and then he says I quit, then you know there's serious issues going on with those. players. And let's let's and-
0: let's queue in the let's queue in everybody on how big of a genius Ralph Ragnick actually is. He is the mastermind behind the Red Bull football system. Yeah, dude, a genius. So I you love looked him. at Salzburg, and you looked at Leipzig. And you look at their meteoric rise, and how Salzburg is now a Champions League uh, 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 participant, and how Leipzig is every year in the in the uh, knockout stage, and every year top four in Germany. They have never not failed since they got to the Bundesliga. They have never not failed to make the Champions League. He's yeah. the architect of that system.
1: Yeah, Ralph, man, genius somebody I would want on my side. And they had their chance to get a good build with Ralph. And they told him to get out, screw off because you tell the truth. We don't want you in here. Yeah. And, and, and now look at this. It's all shambles while he kicks back, taking Austria to freaking, uh, euros. So, um,
0: yeah, so, so I mean, this is, uh, and I wanted to point this last thing out before we move on. um, this is one of their own pundits. We, you know, we, we, you talk about him, you call him Mark. So if, if anybody, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spew his name on the air here, but if people know who he is, they know who he is. If they don't, they don't. But anyways, Mark uh, was saying just this past uh, week that, you know, this is, you have one of the problems with hiring someone else, right? Nick is the fact that you have hundreds of millions of doll- of pounds still invested in Mourinho players, you still have hundreds of millions of pounds invested in Ollie players, and now you have hundreds of millions of pounds invested in Ten Hog players. So you have this um, this sort of banana pudding of 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 you know, Nilla wafers and this and that, and you know all this mixture of just stuff, but doesn't taste that good. I can tell you that it doesn't taste like no p- banana pudding, but it, it it basically is just a a, a, a bunch of crap put together in a in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, nine by nine pan and, and mixed like what does the next manager, again, how how many windows does he get? Right. And, and how many, what, how, you have to get rid of the trash before you can get the new in, Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just, um, it seems like it's a revolving door of just the same problems day in, day out, every single season when we talk about this and they just, yeah, like enjoy. Hopefully you enjoyed your stay in the champions league and your super lucky season last year that Liverpool was down. Spurs were down because we all know they wouldn't have made it last year. If Liverpool and Spurs had been playing to their full potential and they got one year lucky and they didn't even make it into the Europa League they went directly out of Europe so nick your final thoughts on that about all the players being basically from different managers and you're trying to to gel all this crap together that were basically systematically none of them fit together
1: yeah this hodgepodge man it's a hodgepodge of players that this manager doesn't want and until they're gone. I just – I don't give anybody a chance here. My, my final say, Ten Hag will be fired at the end of the season. They're going to get rid of three or four players this January market, and then they're going to look to start getting some new guys in, and they're going to be on a search for another manager just like they were because this manager will not – he's going to – they're going to start losing big time. These big – these losses that they've had – it's not like a bump in the road. Like this is a straight drop. This is how they play. And this is how bad they are. And it's not going to get any better. And I honestly believe he has till the end of the season. And then they're going to restart this. And with these players leaving slowly, but surely hopefully the next guy that comes in will have an honest chance. Um, And I say, hopefully for maybe for the fans, I could care less. I enjoy this soap opera. It, it's literally when I turn when I click open YouTube. Half of the stuff that comes up is United fans talking trash. So it's something that keeps me busy, and uh, I enjoy watching it. But it, until this manager and these players are, are gone, it, it's just not it's not going to work. So,
0: right. yeah. All right, well, our United bashing for the week, which is uh, becoming a weekly segment, uh, has come to an end. So we did you know twenty five minutes of that, but you know again. I challenge. Stop me when I'm telling lies. When, when, when do they not give us reason yeah. to? When do they not give us reason to? Because I could, have, yeah. I could have just, I could have just let the Champions League stuff go. We could have just talked about the Bournemouth embarrassment. Yeah, losing three with yeah, all the trackers Bournemouth. Just, we yeah. could have just
1: talk about that easily. Yeah, we didn't even have to talk about dropping. Up. Yeah, you drop.
0: Three points at home to a damn bottom feeder. Right, yeah. just, I mean, look, look the headline, the, the stories write themselves. The stories write themselves yeah. about our we beloved Manchester United. So, yeah. um, all right, Nick. Well, I'm sh- sh- um, like, okay. So back to Champions League real quick. So that's the story from their group. So Bayern. And Copenhagen advance, dear lord. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on Copenhagen, real quick? I mean, that was I was very disappointed in Galatasaray. Very, very disappointed.
1: Yeah, no, so was I. I you know, I love Gala as you love Acardi. Yeah. Um, great player, great guy. I, I just Copenhagen has some really good players. Mohammed from um, Southampton, um, El Nesseri. He's uh, um, a player you probably remember from. Um, Southampton. He was sold to went to Copenhagen. Went from Celtic to Southampton. Now he's on Copenhagen, playing very well. Twenty nine year old, and they also have a youngster by uh, he, he. So he's eighteen. His name is coincidentally Rooney uh, Bar dodgy I think you pronounce mm-hmm. it. But he's someone to watch out for, man. 18 year old. He's going to be sold within the next year or two. Really good goal scorer. So they have some good studs. I just, it was sad to see Gala go out. Yeah. But I want to say Gala's going to Europa League, and Finnerbache have a very important match tomorrow where they have to win by three or more to jump. Uh, some the other team in their group. So I was telling someone today, Fenerbahce is gonna want to play, and they're gonna want to beat who this this Trivana team from Slovenia, and they're gonna want to be in this competition and fight against their rival Galatasaray. One of the biggest rivalries in football is those Galatasaray and um and Fenerbahce matches. Man, those is freaking bombs thrown on the pitch and all kinds of stuff during those games. So uh that b- besides that besides gala dropping out of europe or uh, dropping into europa league i don't think copenhagen has a chance um they're they're going to be beat soundly by someone uh we'll find out tomorrow in the first playoff game
0: yeah they're they're they're. you might see like if city gets them it could be 16-0 oh my god goal differential in those in that in that too like absolutely yeah yeah all right so let's it really could I mean, we talked yeah we talked about the so the drama real and that it's of city we'll just we'll just go out of order here city and leipzig advance we knew that right um yeah let's talk about the group of death this is this all right so this, oh what a crap show yeah so you you explain this one because uh bvb's those are your bull yeah so can, go, go ahead I'll talk about this
1: I can give it to you play by play. So as the day started, uh, PSG need the win, you know, because guess what, Newcastle—they're going to do their job, aren't they? They're—they're going to—they're going to beat AC Milan, correct? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, it starts out, and BVB opens the scoring, goes up on PSG. Uh, Sule has a diving. Sliding block where he blocks a goal from Mbappe, and then not ten minutes later, BBB goes down and scores to go up on PSG. Well, guess what? Newcastle is up on AC Milan one nothing. The Dwellington scored first half. So so far, PSG's done. Uh, they're in your. There, I texted you and said, "Dude, PSG's about to go to Europa League." I've never seen this in my life, and I, I mean that was the exact text. And sure enough. Captain America responds in the 60th minute for AC Milan, 1-1. PSG then responds, 1-1 in BVB match. So now all PSG has to do is hold on because Newcastle is not going to beat AC Milan. And then sure enough, Chikweze from from Villarreal, the the La Liga legend, the 24-year-old Nigerian, scores the winner for AC Milan, Newcastle become the new English bottle jobs, and they exit. Um, they exit Eng- uh, European uh, uh, champion or European uh, competition period. AC Milan, your Italian juggernauts, snuck into Europa League, and not a person on this planet Earth can sit here and tell me they predicted that one.
0: Um, well, so I I was listening to some uh, City A podcasts uh, last week, and they said that AC Milan was all but di- basically guaranteed to drop out of Europe, and then they now yeah. they you know see dropping in the Europa League, Europa. but, they're, but they're, they're, their but their 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 European adventure continues. I mean, and, and for the record, so does so does Mauro Ricardis. I mean, he, he's not done. Like they're you know Galatasaray are going to go to the Europa League. They're not out of Europe, but. Um, yeah. just disappointing finish another disappointing finish for Newcastle for sure yeah a- absolutely but the, the bigger surprise even that Newcastle dropped out and that Milan finished third I I got this group completely effing wrong and, and Dortmund won the group and I know yeah. I say this like you know until Dortmund can prove me you know until, they can prove me wrong I'm just saying this. Look, you guys got you got lucky over six six legs, man. Like I, I'm I'm i i kidding you. Like you did. Um, the very first opponents, which will be a second place team. Now the caveat here is, if Dortmund get Copenhagen, then I I'm not okay. Shut the hell up. Okay, yeah. you will beat Copenhagen. If, that, if God, if they get them, if Dortmund get any luckier, do they have a a, a, a complete rabbit's foot? Horseshoe shut up their ass. That's fine. But anybody other than Copenhagen, I'm t- I'm calling it right now. And this includes our boy, who is a former Dortmund standout himself. Chiro Immobile. If they get Lazio, yeah. Lazio is going to knock their ass out.
1: Yeah. PSV, I think PSV could even beat uh, Dortmund. So I, I agree with you. Anybody but Copenhagen, maybe PSV, but everyone else is a deadly second place team. I mean, you draw Inter Milan, you draw P, you draw Porto. Leipzig, yeah, Porto. Peter, I'm telling you,
0: sponsor would destroy Dortmund. They don't want to enter. That's true. a guaranteed. That's
1: who I'm hoping they get because I know for sure. They
0: beat them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah they, so they're obviously they can't play PSG because they, they're, they're second in their own group. Yeah. They can't play a German side, so they avoid Leipzig. Yeah. They either get Porto, Lazio, Napoli, TSV, and now we go from easiest to hardest, Copenhagen or Inter Milan. Inter Milan, of course, yeah. the current Serie leaders and also last year's runners-up in the Champions League. Yeah. Well, no losers, yeah. no shame in that to Manchester City. Yeah. And, Inter uh, then, with Dortmund, watch.
1: Yeah, BVB posted this picture of a mountain with them on top of the mountain, and you got you know players from the other teams climbing up, trying to reach BVB, and it's funny. Like
0: BVB's a hype uh, job, man. Oh, <laughs> big time. They're, 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 they are their own hype, man, because no one else will hype them. No, and they're going to crack. His crappy haircut and his aging body. Like, the dude is done. He was done five years ago. He tears his ACL when he walks across the street to pick up a piece of gum. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's better plans for Dortmund now than Marco Royce. Quit showing this
1: damn geriatric. Yeah. Someone commented and said goodbye, Mbappe, or something. And I. I typed to him. They have a BBB profile, and I'm like, dude, you would murder someone for this guy on your club. Like, be quiet. You're 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 gonna be finished here within the next, you know, first well, round. You
0: also, and joke sh- with them saying Mbappe costs by himself more than your entire roster combined.
1: Yeah. Well, I said he. I said you'd murder someone to go to your small little German club
0: yeah. and hey, Yeah, Dortmund. Anybody want to comment on the fact you guys are a buyer, your seller's club? So. Yeah. And feed him yeah. like a JV squad. And and the only good players you get back are like Mats Hummels when he's already over the hill and done and toasted. Yeah. And Sancho because he basically flipped off his manager and told him to, you know, kiss his ass.
1: Yeah. Who I think will come back to BVB and actually play very well. <laughs> he's in so the system. Be, <laughs> he's,
0: he's, yes, because yeah. he's been there before. So he's familiar with the city. He's familiar with the fans. All credit to Dortmund, they have an f- amazing atmosphere, 80,000. I mean, it's one of the largest football stadiums in the entire world. I mean, the yall wall is very really, – I mean, you know, if the, the club were better, it would be even more intimidating. But the when the, I mean, you oh, manage yeah. the opposing side, I mean, until you're a Leipzig or Bayern, you score – you're already up 2-0. I mean, it's it's intimidating. I mean, because – I mean, that 80,000 fans, that's like going to the the big house in Michigan – it's 110,000 yeah. Wolverines packed into – you know, it's, it, it you know, Dortmund's got a good atmosphere. A but they're not top four right now in their league. They just got um, beat by Leipzig. They, they also got beat by Stuttgart. They also got beat by Bayern. And yeah. then two Leverkusen. So out of the top four in their league, so let's start with the four. They have a combined one point against all the teams above yeah. them. One. I draw with Slavutucen, lost to Stuttgart lost to Bayern, lost to Leipzig.
1: Yeah, it's if they're gonna ride this good, high man. until, until no, nope, they will be. It'll in March, you won't hear a peep from them. I'm telling you, it's it's gonna. They're gonna be nothing. There's gonna be nothing to talk about. And I will say this:
0: they slipped acid or some kind of drugs in everyone's glass before each one of these games, with the exception of the opener, oh, yeah. which they lost to PSG. At the Parc de France. Yeah. But this, Dortmund got lucky, and the only way that luck continues is they draw Copenhagen. And if they do that, they're in the quarterfinals. And then they'll draw Real Madrid and get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, shellacled. So it's funny,
1: man. It, we say this, watch them, watch them get Copenhagen. Yeah. Just watch it. We called it on this show. They'll they'll either get Copenhagen or PSV, and we'll have to hear this crap for one more round, and then uh and then it will be over with. But that's the only way, man. And I still give PSV a chance because they can they can actually uh go toe to toe with BVB, especially offensively. Yeah. So we'll see, man. It's Copenhagen. Whoever gets them is gonna have the easy way out, but BVB will probably. Our luck will be they get them, and we'll have to hear these chirpers chirp, chirp, chirp until freaking February. Yeah, you know? uh, I
0: mean, Group B: Nick, Arsenal, and PSV Eindhoven advance. Uh, Sevilla out of European competition, so they will get nothing this year. They're so far down in their league, so you won't see Sevilla in Europe next year either. So this is this is uh, a quite the fall. This is it. Uh, Real Madrid and Napoli then advance, obviously. Uh Brandon was going to Europe Europe Europa League. Uh Sociedad and Enter. Um uh, three wins, three draws, no losses. And then Benfica mm-hmm. on goal differential. I guess uh tiebreaker over Salzburg goes to Europa League. Salzburg goes home. Uh, knew that Atletico and Lazio had advanced. As we said, City and yeah. Red Bull, and then the only one that was interesting still was the Porto Shakhtar matchup. Yeah. So, Barcelona... Clutched, what a but, um... Porto lost to Barca. on had, head-to-head tiebreaker. they actually finished level on points and with a better goal differential. Borsa, yeah, it's yeah dangerous very Un- dangerous team.
1: Yeah, I love uh, Tarami, the Persepolis legend from Iran, dude. I'm telling you, they, uh, I give them a chance. They, not necessarily the best D, but... I mean, with Barcelona losing today to Antwerp uh, in Belgium, I mean, granted, they started a lot of kids from Barcelona B and whatnot. But to see them lose in the last second was incredible, man, to watch that Belgian side beat Barcelona. And Porto had a hell of a game with Shakhtar, man. I mean, we had a good closing out of this. Today was a good day. Uh for football fans, Porto had a hard fight. It was a close game, all match, and then they win five to three against Shakhtar. But Shakhtar played their hearts out, man. They are going to be hard to beat in Europa League. They're fighting for more than just football. They're fighting for their Ukrainian fans. Um, it's it was it was a good day today for Champions League. Uh, I do want to laugh at Barcelona because they did give Antwerp their only points. Um, but they still win the group on goal differential. They let two less in than Porto. Uh I'm I'm assuming that's probably why they got the first place. Maybe they went off goals in or the yeah. Yeah, they were what one 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 point goal differential on your standings? Two points? Um had a
0: plus seven goal differential and Barca had a plus six goal okay. differential.
1: So one. So yeah, so it was only one. So very close, man. I uh I, I think Barcelona is a ticking time bomb, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna get kicked out and those fans are gonna be calling for zombies head already. You know, it's it's down to happen. They're they're not as good as they should be. So that that's another thing we'll be talking about
0: here soon. Um, so Champions League is done, group stage. We're gonna wait on the draw. Yeah. Find out who gets who in the round sixteen and yeah, and then we'll go from there. We'll be able to predict that. Um but yeah, some of these groups uh, I got right. Completely right. It and was some good. of them I got my final
1: Yeah, my 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 final say was it was good. It was decent. Um my heart was heard a few times, but to have BVB shock both of us like they did, it made it interesting. And uh, I'm not, I'm not upset with with how the group stage went, man. How did you, did you like the excitement?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, so Copenhagen is, I, I, I mean, I'm rooting for them, right? Because this is, I mean, it, it's the little engine that could. I mean, they they come from the, the the, the basically the, the the July qualifying people. You know, like that. That they, yeah. they, they they don't get a direct qualification for winning the Danish league. They have to like hustle against like yeah, playing the turn Skrinsnar, Pilsen, and and Victoria Colonialism, and all these other you know terrible yeah. clubs that are in these third world countries. And they came through. And you just go there. You know, you're going to get a nice paycheck. You're going to get way more money than any club in Denmark has. But you're gonna go home. You know, you know you're gonna go home. You're yeah. gonna have six great games against big teams, and you enjoy it. You just enjoy the experience. And now these guys get to go into the New Year's holiday knowing they're gonna be playing in the biggest competition in all of club football well in February. Yeah. That's pretty damn yeah. cool. But yeah. other than that, oh, yeah, I mean and they- um Love it, Loved it. Inter advanced, obviously. Uh, nice to see Barcelona back in the round of sixteenth, Been a minute. Um, the, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it went kind of as predicted though. To be honest, I mean, it's like City and Leipzig were going to advance. Arsenal, you knew they were going to advance. Still, yeah. you know, uh, 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 Real Madrid. Obviously, Napoli. Yeah. We knew, you know, those the, like, you know. So now this is when it gets down to the good stuff. So like, there were some exciting matchups, but a- as a whole, you're missing some clubs, right? Like you're missing your Juventus. You're missing Monaco. Yeah. You're missing Liverpool. You're missing Spurs. Yeah. There, there, there's there's some there's some big names that are typically there. That you're missing out on, you know, Roma, for example, is, is is you know typically in the Champions League. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, not bad, but um, looking forward to the to the knockout stage now for sure. For sure,
1: yeah, man, I agree.
0: Well, Nick, um, let's look at let's look at the league play real quick from last week because we did have some big ones here. Uh, we'll start off with Germany. Uh, th- we just talked about this right now, like you know, with Dort- so Dortmund to me always big match scenario. Almost 100% of the time, they're going to choke. It just just, just have, especially in the league. Especially in the league. So they get another one, right? They got Leipzig at home. They have them at the Best-Fan-Stadion, or based on their debts that they incurred, and they they had to get stadium naming rights, the Signal Iduna Park, but apparently true OG Dortmund supporters do not call it by that name. So... We'll just call it the best finance time. Yeah. So now off the gate, our boy, with his 80-year-old legs, home, Let's gets a red card, exits, and that's when things start happening. Own goal early, and Sule, he equalizes before the half, and then it's pretty much over. Baumgartner scores 54, Poulsen 90th plus one, Bull Krug, the um undeserving German international, gets one back to, you know, make it look prettier, but it's done. So well, I'd say big win. Yeah. Big, big win on the road. They're probably going to take all six points from Dortmund this season. What are your thoughts on this match? You know, another big yeah. choke job in the league by by Dortmund. As I said before, everyone can look at this group stage and say whatever you want to about Dortmund. And if they get Copenhagen, great for them. But in the league. They've played all four of the teams in front of them, and out of 12 possible points, they have one point. Nick, I turn it over to you. Talk about them.
1: Yeah, I mean, that says it all. I mean, they they put all their focus in Champions League, and, and it paid off to see them go to this playoff, but – it all is going to crumble, come crumbling down. This is a good match. I mean, I, I think we—I might have said a couple things to you. I, I laughed at BVB and said red card, and then of course, Sule <laughs> answers when they're down a man to make it one-one. But I—I I knew after the half that uh that Red Bull was going to come through, and and they they absolutely did. Uh, that that stat of one point against the other top four. Just says it all, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect them to really do anything against these big teams. And being in fifth place right now with Hoffenheim right on their heels, Frankfurt just had a big win. Um, even Freiburg, which is right behind at 21, two points behind also. <laughs> if VVB focuses on champions too much, man, you're, they're going to be looking at seventh, eighth place eighth place finish because Stuttgart, Daddy, Bayern Munich, Leverkusen, Leipzig, Hoffenheim, these teams are all playing very well, and they cannot get points against them to save their lives. So you're talking about a possible Europa Conference League, no Europe next season for this club if this form continues in domestic league.
0: Well, listen, um, they have two. Next week, the German league goes to the winter break. Um, So they have two matchups left. And in my opinion, uh, these are absolutely must-win matchups. And it's against Augsburg. And by the way, Augsburg trips them up a lot over the years. And they're in ninth. Yeah,
1: they're they're 17 points, man. They're not doing bad yeah, this year. Yeah, and the last
0: one is against second-to-last-place Mainz.
1: Yeah, they'll probably – I'm saying four points. I think Augsburg can, can hang with them, man. <laughs> and and BVB is going to be hoping that these teams above them end up crashing because they're not doing anything spectacular in, in league play at all. I mean, it's it's really been you a bad you
0: look at season. It, Usually we see – Stuarts in third. Yeah. They have a six-point advantage on Dortmund in fifth. And Leipzig is in fourth. And yeah. they have a four-point advantage over Dortmund with – the away game in Dortmund already done, and that being a win for them. So they have to, the return fixture yeah. is in Leipzig, which you can almost guarantee is going to be a Leipzig win. Um, oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter when Bayern plays Dortmund. It could be on, on the, the frigging moon. They'll still beat him 3 4 0. Leverkusen's yeah. interesting because they drew at the Arena, So the return fixture's in Dortmund, and then they lost to Stuttgart. But that return picture, I think, is also in Dortmund. So, um, but they have a lot. That, I mean, look, but the thing is, Dortmund can drop a match against Bremen or Wolfsburg any given week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Teams come to play against BVB. That's a fact. No one likes them. Yeah. So they're, they're, I feel like this year in domestic play, they're going to have a hard time, man. I'm sticking to that. I just, everyone, everyone wants to beat BVB. BV. Beat BVB no matter where they are, what they're doing because of their idiotic fans. So I just I see that trend continuing, man. Just looking at this table, those teams above them are strong, very strong.
0: Okay, so this one and uh, it's going to be a feat. For well, this one, um, if I said if I read you the score line five to one, you would ask me, well, so who did Bayern beat five to one? But I would tell you. Uh, that you'd be wrong about that, sir. Actually, one of the, the participants you have correct, it is Bayern, but Bayern has the one and Frankfurt has five. But you would say, so it was Real Madrid or Barca that had five. Like I would say that also could realistically happen, but this is actually a domestic club and not even a great one at that. I Frankfurt beats Bayern Munich five to one, Nick. I mean, just a complete Shawshank Redemption prison. Yeah, just manhandling, right? Yeah. Um, only goal for yeah. Bayern. Yasuo Wakimic, a meaningless goal before halftime. After, you know, yeah. it's it, what are they? They're already down three nil at that point. Did, so, yeah, I mean, is this a? I, uh, what, what what do you classify this as is this uh just caught with your pants down or I mean this is the first league loss mind you it's a hell of a loss yeah
1: i mean dude i was
0: in complete and
1: utter shock I mean when I told i don't remember what you said but i mean we jokingly you know talk trash about him, and and i think one of us might, you know, we might have said, "Yeah, Kane will score four and after halftime or something," and and it just never came to fruition, man. It's it's funny. You you'd think that they'd come back, but it was literally five to one in the sixtieth minute, and you will just. It's almost like I was waiting for Bayern Munich to answer, and it never came. They just were completely out of this yeah. one. From that yellow card to uh, Kevin J in the twentieth minute. And, and then it was like everyone was scared to defend or something. It, it's like they fell apart. And before you know it, it's 3-0. And I'm texting you like, dude, this is absolutely insane. I mean, this was my Christmas Eve, dude. This was Christmas Day for me. I never get to see this. And we always say everyone always beats – or Bayern Munich beats everyone in domestic play. And finally we got the other way around, man. I mean, this is just an epic – Epic caught with your pants down thinking about the next week or something, something happened here where they just were completely lost on that pitch. And I'll never forget this game. I mean, this was great. This is exactly what we needed to keep Leverkusen up top and to keep us talking about this league because Bayern Munich wins this match. It's they're one point, what, one point off. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, you're you're back to saying the league's done and, and Bayern Munich has it. Now at least you can say no, hold on. Frankfurt beat Bayern Munich 5 to 1, Credy, we got a, we got us a title race. So, because this result did happen, I will say we still have us a good a good race, but I still need to see another about two or three of these and I don't think I'll get them, but I would love to see another one or two. Oh my gosh. I mean you could put Zabi, you can go ahead and give them the trophy, man. You get three more of these from Bayern Munich, and Leverkusen can at least draw a win to against, against the other top four, and they can they can finally win that trophy, man.
0: Well, if you look at this, like, you know, um the Frankfurt countered, you know, Bayern's four, two, three, one with a four, four, two. And believe them, You know, the possession, like we talked about last week, this is, you know, topic we talked about, um, possession is only an advantage if you utilize that possession to your advantage. So, you know, Byron had, uh, you know, obviously more shots and they had more shots on goal. Sorry, they didn't have more shots, but 20 shots, but they had less shots on goal. So that, that, there it is right there. Like, Um, That's my point is, you know, Frankfurt, 14 shots, six on goal. So half of Frankfurt's shots are are dead, dead, you know, in front of the in front of the goal. Whereas Bayern, it's uh, 20 percent. So one out of one out of every five. So it doesn't matter that you had 65 percent possession. It's what you do with that possession. Frankfurt took their 35 percent possession and destroyed them. It's I mean, so they completely countered. Byron's 4-2-3-1 with a 4-4-2 classic European 4-4-2, right? Um Italian formation from from yesteryear's glory years. And uh they frustrated him. and yeah, they had I mean they just just, just had him they had them beat. It was just their day.
1: Yeah, absolutely man. Started started the Egyptian up front and he scored a goal. And yeah man, I I was in paradise dude. I mean, this is what a non-biased fan wants. I mean, from from the first tier to the second tier man, we just have great a great season so far in in Germany and uh and I want to say man, I I sent you a a short with with um the biggest the second biggest league to be watched. And to your surprise, what was it, sir? the second tier of Germany with averaging what 28,000 fans every match, which beat La Liga. So, so that is a stat that'll blow your mind. You got a second tier of football overtaking a a league like La Liga and Germany is just right now. I mean, they're the, they're the spot where me and you and, and, and football fans want to be, you want to be seeing Frankfurt win five, one, you want to see, you know, Bayern Munich with all the possession can't finish their food and and looking looking to, to finish second uh, so far and and this is what you want, man. In in uh in football, um, I just I, I'm still blown away at this result. The more I look at this game, you know, with everyone on the pitch they had for Bayern Munich and Frankfurt being as bad as they've been, this was just a shocking match. I mean, absolutely mind blowing.
0: Um- Hell, we didn't even know what to say to each other. Well, no, no, it was it was I I I've, I've never seen uh a Bayern match in you know recent recent times like this one. I mean, this is, you know, domestically too. I mean, yeah, I can't think of yeah. one. Yeah. But I want to move on real quick to Italy. This was big, right? So, starting off the weekend uh last week yeah. was Juventus and Napoli and you know, Gatti gets them a 51st-minute goal. That's the only goal of the game. So, Napoli keeps slipping down, Nick. And we didn't talk about this. Juventus, it's a two-horse race in Italy. We're about to close this thing down. We've got it down to two. Um, Champions League stuff, yeah. still very much up for grabs. But it's Inter and it's Juve, and that's it. And some people in Italy may say that's the way it's supposed to be, yeah. right? Like, you know, Inter and Juve, those are your two winningest clubs in Italian football history. Um Inter's got the most Champions Leagues between the two. Um, obviously, Milan's got the most total out of Italy. But uh, Juve's got the most Codetto. And, it's yeah, this is it, right? It's a two-horse race. Inter then, the next day, beat Udinese 4-0. And yeah. Roma and Fiorentina draw 1-1. And with the loss, Napoli dropped to six. Because guess what? On Sunday, Bologna beat Salonatina two to one, and now Bologna is in fifth place. So they have now surpassed yeah. Napoli. Napoli has dropped from first place champions, defending champions to sixth place. They're level on points with Fiorentina. They have a plus two goal differential. Atalanta's one point back. Monza and Lazio are both three points back. And Bologna and Roma are one point ahead. So Napoli's in a free fall. And but let's talk about this race, right? I mean, like, what, what are your thoughts on Italy in general? I mean, we can see, we, we cannot – the league is exciting in terms of the European spots. But the four-horse race we had yeah. earlier with Napoli, Milan, Juve, and Inter is done. It's down to two. It's Inter Milan and it's Juventus yeah. Turin, and that's it. But what are your thoughts
1: on, yeah. your thoughts on I, the I, overall
0: top six or top seven in Italy right now?
1: I mean, i i i I love. I've always loved Italy, man. They're. I mean, I think my first my first kit was a Juventus kit that was gifted to me, Champions League kit, long time ago. But I want to say Victor Osherman is signing an one hundred thirty million dollar. Uh, contract with napoli so he's extending so he's not leaving anywhere so the all this talk about him being pissed off at the fans is just news made up in people's heads because he's clearly okay with signing that extension and i i mean it just makes makes for a a good one to two race i mean i'm okay with two Two guys battling for one and two, but these these three, four, and five, and six, man, are also close. I mean, I, Bologna, a guy who listens to our podcast, that's his favorite uh, team, Nick, on on Twitter, and he has been ecstatic, man. He's been saying all along that they're on the rise, and of course, I don't believe him, but sure <laughs> enough, here they are with 25 points. Um Roma, man. Roma up there too. The Jose doing his thing. They have a very big and important match in uh Europa to tonight or tomorrow in a few hours. Um, where they should clearly win that group. So yeah, man, this the all these these top seven, eight teams, God, even Monza in ninth is only a couple points behind. They're sitting at twenty one. You you talk about one win and a loss for Napoli and they jump Napoli. Right. So it's really close. Close down there at the bottom, man. It's it's something to to keep up with. Poor Lazio, man. Tenth place. Oh boy. But poor Mobley. But
0: also Lazio. Lazio's only three points back of Napoli as yeah. well. Yeah. A little bit better, so a little bit better it, goal differential and a couple of wins, and Lazio's back in fifth in, in sixth place before you know it.
1: Yeah, that's how that's how tight that body tight. The middle the middle of the middle, yeah. of
0: the, the middle is yeah. very tight. But yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's entering Juve, man. It's, what, it's you know, it's, some would say this is this is the way it's supposed to be, this is the way it should be. Well that's what you got. Um but I was you know not surprised that Juve again, I think I predicted this last week, gonna squeak out a one goal win. That's what they do. They squeak out one goal wins. Yeah. Inter dominate Udinese. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so we go on you go. You go on to the to the next week. Italy, basically. So with this week, we're looking at. Um, let's see. Friday, Juventus. Juventus again gets the Friday spot. They play Genoa, yeah. and then you know Napoli have a chance to get some points here against Caleri, and let's it's going to be Inter. That really does in Bologna and uh, AS Roma. So again. Uh, Jose Mourinho is put in a big spot. Four versus five. Bologna with a win are in the top four. That's a Champions League spot. Um, yeah. I gotta say, Inter uh, need to be a little bit careful. It's at the Olympic Stadium in Rome playing Lazio. But we all know Lazio is a one player team. So yeah. take that for what you will. But. How do you see the shaping up this weekend? I mean, do you, I mean, I don't see the table actually changing at all. I think, I think yeah. Inter beat Lazio. I think Roma and Bologna draw, um, yeah, and I think Juventus again will squeak out a win, and Napoli will win. Napoli gets their three points, but that would put actually with a draw, um, yeah, that win puts them back and forth over Roma and Bologna, so that would be a change. But what do you see?
1: No, I actually like that. I think Napoli are gonna come out responding. Oshiman's finally settling in, man, signing that contract, focus on the focus on scoring his goals, and you're you're looking at Napoli jumping them. I agree with the draw. If Bologna can squeak out a win against Roma, that would be massive for them. And you're talking, I mean, just they're they're unstoppable at home, dude. Their last loss at home was literally the first match of the season, and they have not lost at home since. So we'll see if Roma can break that. But, I mean, I it's hard. It's hard to beat Jose, man. You know, it really is. I like the draw there too, and I think Napoli win and jump them. But we're going to be doing this all season, I feel. I feel all season we'll be talking about these these European spots, you know.
0: Let's talk about the bigger picture here. Let's move over to Spain. This this is this was quite the weekend, okay? So we talked about the showcase matchup was Hirona versus Barcelona, and I have to go back to last week. But I think either I said a draw or Barca win. I didn't think Girona would win. They they destroyed Barca. I mean, it was, you know, like yeah, it was Gundogan and Lewandowski score goals, but like. Who cares? Because after Lewandowski got it to three to two, yeah. Christian Stuani makes it four to two. Kirona now have opened yeah. up a two point lead over Real Madrid in the in, in the La Liga table, and I'm telling you, like this could be the first time in decades that we have not either had Barca, Atletico, or Real Madrid win Spain. This um, this this is a and then you said they're coming from the yeah. city football group, right? But we don't get tired of them until we get tired of them, right? Yeah. Right yeah. now they're the fresh,
1: yeah, no, going.
0: they're the new, they're Buzz Lightyear right now, right? Definitely. What are your thoughts? this? Yeah. I mean, this is this, this is big. big. Like this is this is huge.
1: I loved it. I mean, I was uh, I watched this. I was in uh, heaven, man. I mean, I love. Dovbik, the the Ukrainian guy, the 26-year-old they have that came from – he played at, uh, in the Danish league at, at Copenhagen's big rival and actually went back to Ukraine and was literally scoring a goal a game in that league. <laughs> Yorona picked him up, and he has just been playing lights out, man, deadly in front of that goal. Gutierrez is a is, uh, uh, Real Madrid uh, prospect that Yorona got their hands on. Who's also playing very well for them uh, in defense, and he's only 22. So they they just they're getting their hands on these young kids, and they are playing lights out. I mean, to I never would have thought they would have beat Barcelona, but it just it, it's it's what's happening. And I I credit a little bit of this to Barcelona. I don't think they're as good as people say, man. I really don't. I don't think they're that good. Now I'm not trying to take anything away from Jorona. But they, they, Barcelona's just, I mean, you see it, man. They're not very good. Um, this, this was another, this weekend, I'm telling you, I got two results I wanted. I wanted Jorona to destroy Barcelona, and I wanted Bayern Munich to lose. And it happened, man. Uh, shaping out to be a Real Madrid and a, um, Llorona
0: race. Um, don't count out Atleti just yet. They still have that game in hand. Remember that. Yeah. But it was the Real yeah, Betis and the yeah. Real Madrid draw that allowed this to happen because they drew 1-1. Um yeah. Bellingham score, but didn't matter because Rubal scored in the 66, and that was the end of it. But with the win, it allowed in to pass Real Madrid outright. So now... Yeah, I mean they have a two point advantage, and, and not that that's. But I mean, look, when's the last time after sixteen match days that anyone other than the big three had the, the top spot in the league? I mean, this is this is huge. So I mean, it's just it, people don't understand. Yeah. Like this is and, yeah. this has been a, a kind of a, a, a transitional year, you know, for for some of these leagues. Yeah, but look at Saturday,
1: oh, big time. Yeah, hit, no.
0: Um, Valencia and Barcelona, so that's at least uh, on on paper, that's a big matchup, right? Because you're you're looking at um, two two royalty two two clubs that are royalty in, in Spanish football. Real Madrid get Villarreal, which again, yeah. two big names. Um, Villarreal are in terrible match. form lately. They've uh, winless in their last three, and then on Monday. Hirona plays Alaves, and uh, Alaves are 12th place. So that should be, for all intents and purposes, another win for Hirona. So, yeah, doesn't look like, doesn't look like much is going to change in the next week.
1: No. No, keep it keep it as is, man. Let's keep this nice and tight, man. Get Atletico their three points that they need. Get a little bit closer. And I, I just I love seeing Barcelona in fourth. I mean, I love seeing their fans squirm. They just get so so itchy when they can't be in that first or second spot, and uh, it's not looking any better for them. I mean, they just lost today too. I'm, I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's working very well for Zabi. I, I think he's playing these youngsters a little too much. There's no. There's no. Um, God, I want to say. I don't want to say knowledge. It's almost like the IQ of the team isn't where it needs to be if that makes sense. I mean, seeing these midfielders and their their young wingers sometimes they make very hasty and and not very smart decisions and it shows. I mean, they've lost two in a row now in all competitions. I mean, you lost to Eurona and you've lost now to the zero points Belgian side Antwerp. So yeah, we're 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 definitely getting us a, a historic season. I mean, I can't name to you who else besides Atleti, Real, and Barca have won the league. I mean, I can't tell you who it was the last time. It wasn't one of them. I believe
0: it was Sevilla. Valencia? Sevilla. Or Sevilla.
1: Yeah, well, and okay, I can add Sevilla. So besides Sevilla, Atleti, Real, and Barca, it has to be one of Valencia or Villarreal. It has to be one of them.
0: Uh, I believe they've both won it, but it's been probably like 700 years. Oh, God, it's been forever, dude. Yeah. So to
1: see to see Yorona at the top is, is, is that much more remarkable than anything, you
0: know? Yeah. Um, I think in the history of Spanish football, and this is why it's so one-sided, only nine clubs have won the league championship. Nine. That's not a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all. I mean, yeah, it's been very top heavy, very top dominant. It's so yeah, top heavy as as heck,
1: man. That's, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize it was that bad. It's yeah, I'm, it's I'm pretty bad. It's been it's, it's yeah, been it's
0: all, as about as uncompetitive as you can think most seasons. But anyways, um, deportivo. So yeah, it was Valencia. Sorry, sorry to cut you off.
1: Valencia was the last time and that was in two thousand three and then your team, Deportiva La Corona, in ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. So it's been yeah. almost thirty years since some other than Barcelona and all those teams. Yeah, I knew
0: Deportiva won it um, uh, Sevilla won it in ninety two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so nice welcome change at the top. You know, you don't us um, welcome addition to the uh, the top four in Spain because it's gonna push one of those one of those big boys out. Um, moving over to England. Uh, yeah. big changes at the table in England. Nick, we're gonna talk about this. Liverpool get the uh, the coffee fixture. I was not happy about it at all. I was pissed <laughs> off that I had to wake up again. And Liverpool nearly crapped the bed. But they don't. Salah gets the, uh, the 1-1. And then, of course, Harvey Elliott with a screamer in the 90th plus one. Liverpool yeah. win at Selhurst Park in the Banana Peel-Espresso match, 2-1. And thanks to Aston Villa, who were the biggest surprise, perhaps, in all of European football, they win against Arsenal yeah. 1-0 after beating Manchester City 1-0. And now, Aston Villa sit one point behind Arsenal for second place, two points behind Liverpool for first place, and two points ahead of Manchester City for third place. But the win over Arsenal specifically means that Liverpool are now top of the table. So the top four right now, Liverpool, Arsenal, Aston Villa, Man City, and then we have Spurs in fifth and United in sixth and then of course Newcastle right behind them Brighton right behind them and right behind them West Ham in ninth place so um, yeah so between ninth and uh, sixth there's three points differential and of course United play Liverpool this week but let's, let's get your thoughts how do you we talked about them last week, Aston Villa, but they just keep winning. I mean, we could have honestly – they had back-to-back games against City and Arsenal. You'd think at the beginning of the season definitely zero points out of those two, maybe, maybe one if they're lucky to draw with Arsenal. But they, they get all six, Nick, Yeah, all six points against City, who have led the league this season, and Arsenal, who were the league leaders going into this week. Now the table's flipped. Liverpool's in first. Arsenal's in second, and Aston Villa's in third. And Aston Villa, on paper, next week could be top of the table in the Premier League. What are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on, this, on yeah. this? What are your thoughts on in this race in England right now? I mean, wonderful.
1: I I would have never thought Aston Villa would be contending this uh, this deep into the season. I mean, you're talking about going into the. 17th match week and you got Aston Villa in second place and Dracula has always been someone I've 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 loved even at Villarreal and I liked him even at Arsenal but to see them in second is is just no one no one in their right mind would have called this and their their dominance the last few you know match weeks has just been it's been great and they're doing it defensively scoring that goal and just defensively shutting that other side down now arsenal fans will feel to the contrary and say that the referee was on aston villa's side not calling a penalty against jesus at the beginning you also had a maybe a, i think it was a possible handball that they they didn't call or whatnot or or whatnot, but whatever it was, the Arsenal fans were not happy with the ref. But you know, you get these calls. We've talked about it in an episode, and you have to move forward. Uh, just, just a great, great showing from um, from Dracula and his boys. That goal from McGinn, and then it was clearly they were they were instructed to shut them down, and they did. Man, Odegaard missed a good chance. I mean, just. I feel like Arsenal just doing what Arsenal typically does and not, you know, not answering, and then uh, Villa closing it out, man, and getting that one nil win. Liverpool at the top, a point up. I called Liverpool being the winners if it wasn't going to be City. So you know, I'm looking to be looking to be right here. Uh, this is all we asked for. I mean, you you got your boys on top, and um, we have someone other than City actually fighting, you know, second third. Which is uh which is something that you know we want as football fans. Yeah, I would Maybe not have City expected, that,
0: not have expected Manchester City to be in fourth place um, two weeks before nope. Christmas. No. No one. But let's look at the seat. No legs. one in their
1: right man my, Go ahead, sorry. No, no one in their right mind would have would have thought City and fourth. You'd have told me city and fourth right before Christmas. I would have told you you're crazy. You must be talking about 2009 or something, you know? Right. But no, we're talking about
0: 2023, and the season goes on. So this Friday, tomorrow, or sorry, two days from now, excuse me, um, Nottingham Forest and Tottenham. So Spurs have a chance here to get get three more points. Uh, Finally, snap that nasty. Winless streak of theirs uh, with the win, yeah. big win over Newcastle, four to one, massive win for them. They needed that really badly. Um, they can follow that up with a win over Nottingham Forest on Friday. Um, I mean, like you know, you look at it. Saturday, Man City's playing Crystal Palace. That's at the Etihad, so that's uh, should be three points for City. Now, let's talk about this one. What the hell is going on with Fulham? They've they've won back-to-back matches 5-0. They have a plus-10 goal differential in the last two weeks. And now they travel to Newcastle, who just got their teeth kicked in by Spurs last week, Um, 4-1. What's what's going on with uh, Tony Khan's Fulham? Dude, I'm telling you, that Liverpool result sparked them
1: like you would not believe. I mean, Trent embarrassing them just turn that switch on for them Fulham and Everton right now are teams that no one wants to play I mean they just they be, they seem to be getting these wins Fulham has scored 10 goals the last two and I am telling you they can beat Newcastle Newcastle if Newcastle lose this game here questions are gonna have to be asked man Newcastle have lost three in a row they did beat United one nothing at home but you have to think going into this match, Newcastle aren't a sure for a win here. This isn't like an easy match where you they win. Liverpool, who are leading the league, had a difficult time with them. I, am, I think they could beat Newcastle. I mean, I'm not just saying that.
0: Well, and you heard this week, um, so Liverpool want to call back Carvalho in the January window because they're complaining that he's not getting enough um, sorry, that's sorry, that's that. Sorry, that's Leipzig. So that's Liverpool, Leipzig news. But um, I was thinking Carvalho came from Fulham, so originally, so yeah, my my bad on that one. But um, no, yes. f- but but other you know, f- you know, uh, other than that, Fulham. They yeah. So with the loss to Liverpool, it's almost like they they by losing they won because it it's, it seemed to have. Ignited something within them that was missing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. With you. They can beat. I agree with you. They can beat Newcastle for sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would. I, I don't know how to predict this one, but I mean, it's at Saint James Park. It's on the road. It's in Newcastle. I just Newcastle is. Newcastle is just. I'm telling you, something's
1: wrong. Something is wrong, and I don't know what it is. And Fulham have scored 10 and let in none it's going to be difficult i i'm not saying they can get the win for sure or anything you know i wouldn't put my last dollar on it but me and you talk next week and we say you know one to two Fulham win on a freaking you know a winner in the 92nd minute we're not going to be shocked we're not going to go oh my god this is crazy like they just newcastle have not looked good to me for the last few games and Fulham are playing very well, man. Five goals in two matches. I mean, come on. There's teams that don't score five in in five matches. So, and West Ham isn't a jo- isn't a joke. They beat West Ham five nil. So, you know, not giving a prediction or anything, but I, I would be happy to take a Fulham win draw. Uh, probably good good price too. But Newcastle, something's wrong. I mean, I'm telling you here and now. Something's not right there. They're, they're either – there's some injuries going on there or uh, some, something tactically isn't right for Newcastle, and they just aren't that team that we were thinking they would be at the beginning of this season.
0: Well, so then you have a couple of big matchups on Sunday too. So Arsenal and Brighton, that's big. Um, yeah. It's at the Emirates. Oh, yeah. But this is a huge matchup. You know – this is, like, Saka, and Katia Odegaard versus Ferguson, Pedro, and uh, Adingra. So you have, like, um, Brighton, who is never to be taken lightly in, in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, the only thing is, is like you, we've mentioned before, away games seem to be their kryptonite, so to speak. So um, yeah. I do favor Arsenal in this one. I think they come back strong. Aston Villa are on the road to Brentford. Again, Brentford is a very uncomfortable team to play. They're, you know, 11th to the table. They have a plus one goal differential. They can they can beat you. And it's at Brentford. It's it's at the um the community stadium there. And um yeah, I mean so we'll see if um Aston Villa, this is what this is one of those matches, Nick. You if you're gonna contend for a top four. Especially, I mean, I guess, if you ask the of, do you not have, I mean, I know it wasn't their goal at the beginning of the season. It would be asinine, asinine to say it was their goal at the beginning of the season to win the Premier League. But you're within three points. Like, it's right there for you. Yeah. You can't drop this match yeah. to Brentford. You, you, you have to continue it. to go. Ollie Watkins, Douglas Louise, Leon Bailey, go after it. You know, I mean, you, you know, Diaby. Yeah. get get after it right i mean so how do you see this one going I'm, i mean i would have to say i would just keep going with um dracula and i think it's going to be a 2-1 win for Villa. i think they continue to c- collect three points but in this particular week it's going to keep them it's going to, you're going to keep up with the joneses but you're not going to pass them because i think arsenal beat brightford uh, sorry, sorry, i brightford i think arsenal beat brighton and then we'll get to the last match in a minute. But what do you what do you see with um, Aston Villa and Brentford?
1: I I think with Villa having a, a slightly easy easy uh, Thursday Europa League match where they will secure secure the top of the group there. I think they are gonna. I think they continue it, man. You have to think in that locker room that these guys believe, dude. They believe they can do it. Brentford always is usually a hard opponent, a good team to slip up on. We've seen it from from teams like you know United and, and other teams. Brentford will play them well. Uh, Sheffield did just beat Brentford. They are a little embarrassed. I think it will be a little bit harder, but that 2-1 I really like. I think Brentford could score first, and then Aston Villa just chip away at them. I, I think Villa can win this match. I'm hoping to get a slip up from Arsenal where Aston Villa can come a little closer, maybe get a draw against um, Brighton. We'll see. I mean, that's just my probably my hatred speaking there. But uh, Aston Villa get a win, and we hope for a Arsenal lost or draw. And you're talking about Aston Villa in second place. You know, um, that's just something crazy to say.
0: Yeah, and and um, it, it doesn't. And the thing is too, it doesn't. It you know. Um, it 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 really they they're just taking they're just taking it one match at a time and they're stepping up they're stepping up their 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 yeah. their, their game to the competition. They're not letting down. They're not losing to these teams they shouldn't lose to and they're, they're they're giant killers right now.
1: Yeah, beating who they shouldn't beat and winning against teams they should and and what do we say about teams that do that is they usually finish at the top. And uh they continue it man. Dracula's going to Screw around and win that per, uh, premier manager of the of the year. Should should, uh, should absolutely we'll-
0: even even whoever wins the league should just concede the fact that I mean uh, Unai yeah. should win manager of the year because he's done just the most what he did remarkable job with Aston Villa. Okay, Nick, um, final match of the week in England, eleven thirty a.m. Sunday. Thank God, pretty does not have to wake up at whatever time on Saturday morning and watch this crap, it's the Sunday premiere matchup, last one, match day, match number 10 out of 10, Liverpool and Anfield hosting Manchester, uh, Manchester United. So there's been a lot of talk about this one. Score lines going out the yin-yang. The official line, mind you, is uh, over-unders three and a half. So, yeah. If you were to take Darwin Nunez and Diogo Jota off of Liverpool and put them on Manchester United, they would be the second highest scorer for Manchester United. Scott Matamani has five, but on Liverpool, yeah. they're both second joint because Mohamed Salah has eleven. Um, leading assists. For United, uh, Bruno Fernandez with three, Salah has eight, Darwin Nunez has five, Trent Alexander-Arnold has three. I mean, United are suffering offensively right now tremendously, and and you know if you look at their recent form in the league, um, it's not good. Liverpool's got four consecutive wins, and in their last five matches. United in their last five matches has one win, three losses and a draw. So you honest to God's thoughts on this match. What what, what, do you, what do you think here? I mean, how do you think this is going to go? And what do you think the final score is going to be?
1: I think it's going to be as bad as, as, as everyone thinks. I mean, Liverpool being a goal and a half favorite, I just, I don't see... Who's gonna score for United? I mean, who's gonna do it? Who who is gonna score is the question, and they you just you don't know. Liverpool doesn't have the best defense, but you're in Anfield. This is a rivalry match. They always come up for these matches. I mean, this could be another bad, bad six, five, seven. I mean, dude, you're talking about this could be another one of his big blemishes on his career and we could be seeing it Sunday 11:30. I mean this is I honestly think it's going to get bad. You know, this is where good. This is where the rubber meets the road, man. I mean, if you look at their 7 nothing, 2-1, 4 nothing, 4 nothing, 5 nothing. I mean, you're talking about some really bad results for United here. Um, one of the four nothing was to United, but that that was a friendly, so we're not going to count. Yeah, that yeah, no, I was going to say, seven Um,
0: that, that 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 was a preseason match. That's uh no, we don't count that. No.
1: Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, no, seven nil. Gakpo, Nunez, Gakpo, Salah, Nunez, Salah, Firmino. Like, come on, dude, that was in one match. This this. Honestly, I'm giving you my honest. I'm gonna say four nil, five nil, probably. I'm gonna give them four or five goals. United will not be able to stop this Liverpool side. They just won't. Harry Maguire's out. He's hurt. Varane doesn't want to, doesn't care, doesn't play for it. Martinez is still out. Um, Bruno Fernandes is, is suspended with a yellow card, and someone else is out. That's very important. So take your captain out. Take Harry Maguire out. Take Varane, basically, out. He doesn't care. Think about it, man. Who, what,
0: how else can this match go? So I'm going to give you what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be 3-0. I don't think it's going to be 4-0. I don't think it's going to be 5-0 or 6-0 or 7-0. I think it's going to be 2-0 to Liverpool, and I think that based on the, the names that you have said that are out and hurt, Manchester United is going to do what a minnow would do. Sheffield would do. Crystal Palace would do. Luton would yeah. do. The great Manchester United. <laughs> Alex Ferguson's club. Record Premier League champions. in term, prim, Premier League. The, the actual Premier League. Not English champions. But the, the, since it became the Premier League. They are going to tuck yeah. tail from the very first minute. Run and hide and park the bus they are going to sit back in their defensive third and dare Liverpool to break them open it's going to be nil nil at halftime and it's going to be the 60th or 70th minute where Liverpool finally break them open it could be through a free kick from Trent it could be through a corner header from Burge something's going to happen where they catch Onana with his pants down which shouldn't be too hard and they're going to break it open at in 1-0. One, in one and then Ten Hag's going to try and eat. Now you have to equalize. You've got to try and save a point. Then United get open. Then they get dispossessed. Then Liverpool counterattack them. Nunez, Salah, Salah, Nunez, whatever you want. And then 2-0, done and dusted. But I, I, don't, I, think, I think Manchester United are a wounded animal. And I think they're going to go in the corner and protect themselves like a wounded animal. Yeah,
1: if if they play that way tactically, then I agree with you. It won't be the seven, six goal thriller that the world is predicting, and you know the, the three and a half over under the, the under will hit easily. But yeah, it just all depends on how this bald fraud comes out. Does he does he attack? Does he keep the pitch open, or does he sit back and have? Ten defenders in the box and even with those defenders in the box i feel liverpool can score on them so the two nil is is definitely a score line that is very very possible i am i think what did i say four nil five nil i i'm right with you man if it's not going to be a big blowout it'll end up being one or two nil just like you said before the exact reasons you said they're going to sit back like luton or like sheffield and just hope that liverpool can't
0: Finish, yeah, and that's that's the thing is, I think that United are so wounded, and especially with Bruno Fernandez missing the match. Um, like you said, yeah. and I, I mean, you said McGuire is out, and I'm like, that's probably that probably strengthens yeah. United. I mean, I don't see that as a disadvantage. Well, he
1: he just won, player,
0: he won, yeah, okay, I know. Um, <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But I. I just can't. Yeah. But then he played. Yeah. Yeah. So he won. He won the Player of the Month. But look at his performance against Bournemouth. He played like a like like a brainless Neanderthal. Yeah, like a yeah, moon. which is which is what yeah. he is. I agree, man. So I'm just saying, it makes no sense. I hear you, but at the same time. I just, I I don't know that that's necessarily a disadvantage for United, but I think they have no choice at Anfield but to basically cover, just cover up and hide. And it's going to be a closer game than anyone else thinks. Liverpool will win, they will remain top of the table, and it's another notch on their belt. against United, but I don't think it's going to be 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. I think it's going to be 2-0, and I think both goals are going to come in the second half. I think it's going to come late.
1: Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it because all eyes are going to be on this, and sure enough, every time a game has all eyes on it, it's usually nil-nil at half, and then it's a small breakthrough, and then it's a one or two nil or one-one. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I agree with you, man. We're definitely gonna have ourselves a good match, and uh, we're gonna have something to talk about next week. That's for sure because we're gonna have we're gonna have some some big changes, and uh, it's gonna be very interesting, man. Well, hey,
0: one more thing we have to touch on that just started today is one of our favorite competitions in all of club football. It's not the most prestigious oh, yeah. competition, but it is one of our favorite ones. And that is the FIFA Club World Cup. Yeah. And you get that wonderful, beautiful gold Absolutely. badge if you win it. And in the opening match, Auckland City lost to Al Etihad. And look at the look at the players here that scored. Um Romarinho, Ingolacante, and Karim Benzema. 3-0. Yeah.
1: 3-0, and I want to say it was all in the first half. And, dude, I'm telling you, Uckland Auckland City is a team that I watch, and I, I people laugh at me. I actually have I have it on my Twitter. Uh, I've spoken to the Uckland City um, Twitter guy. And, I mean, the great club, great team in New Zealand, they held on for dear life until that 30th minute. And let me tell you, it, it was crazy seeing them nil-nil in the 30th minute. And then sure enough for Mario, he, he ended up scoring on a corner kick. Um, and then Nagolo answered and Benzema, of course. But that second half, Uckland City fought for dear life and held on. And no more goals came, man. The whole world had Ithiadad winning by like six or seven goals. So respectable result here for Uckland City. Good showing. They they usually come every season to this and get beat pretty badly, but this year they did okay. So um, I was very glad to see that, and, and tomorrow we get ourselves a couple matches uh, Friday. So, yeah, man, I love this tournament. I got to see Liverpool play Flamingo one year, and I bring up that match a lot because it was such a hard-fought match until like the 80th minute, man. And and these teams want that beautiful patch that you that you speak about. I mean, you you probably have a jersey with one on, I have don't a, you? A couple
0: of them with Liverpool's uh, patch. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah, that was a great time for for Liverpool. And man, Fl- Flamingo, they played so well against Liverpool. I was so happy for them. Um, so we get to see these juggernauts go against each other, man. We'll we'll end up seeing CONCACAF get knocked out quick. We'll end up seeing Afcon knocked out pretty quick. Usually Japan, the, the Asian one, can hang around for a second. And most likely we will get to see City versus probably Fluminense. And we'll get ourselves a, a match where uh, Pep and his guys can can scope out the Fluminense side and probably <laughs> steal, some t- steal some players, bring them to City. Well, so
0: here's what we have uh, tomorrow, both these matches, second round. It's uh, – so El, uh Al Etihad is right back into action against Al Ali. That's tomorrow at one PM and then yeah. and then Leon is playing the uh Ural Reds tomorrow at nine thirty in the morning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So CONCACAF versus Asia and we got uh Saudi versus Egypt. So big, big clubs, man. These are that that Al Halil and uh Ithidad match is Gonna be like a Super Bowl, dude. The deserts will be shut down. <laughs> the they will be, will be stripper poles down. put up.
0: They'll be selling snow cones in the desert. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely, dude. This game will shut down those countries. I'm telling you, I, I watch them week in and week out, and these clubs are massive. Well, now how this can, how, can how can that be? Game.
0: How can it be that they're going to shut down the country with al Etihad when they when we we've talked about this before, where they play in front of 700 people. Yeah, know, right. Yeah, I mean that's just that's a, that's a valid question, isn't
1: it? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a very good question. So I say that, and uh, it's funny the the country will be going as normal because no one cares about it in Saudi, but all the fans across the world they sure will call out of work. But other than that, yeah, you're right. You got 700 fans at the Saudi matches, so yeah, their their country goes on as as normal. Now they're playing in Jeddah, so it's in Saudi. And it's it's. I'm wondering to see. I wonder how many people were at this Ithiadad match. Let's see, because because it's a big tournament. So oh god, dude, there was fifty thousand people at that game. I guess Auckland. Okay. Yes, that's crazy. So so people are actually showing up for this tournament. So FIFA has has done their job and they've gotten people to Jetta. For this match, so that means the this this next match, the Al halil and Ify Dad match will will have fifty thousand. Well, here's That's, the thing that is pretty. This
0: crazy. is this is, and I wanted to put point this out, right? So this is the first true year, or first uh, um, first time that the Saudi Arabian side in this tournament has had this kind of star power. So yeah, is there? Any- is there right. any chance so let's just say ET uh, Al Al Itihad with Benzema and Conte um, beat Al Ali tomorrow? Then they so whoever wins between the Reds and Leon, they you know they'll they'll do a draw. One of them will get Fluminense, Fluminense and the other one gets Man City. No the, um, the brackets are Bracket set. So the winner of Al-Halil
1: and Ithiadad plays Fluminense. Okay. City and Fluminense are on different brackets so that they can only meet in the final. They do that on purpose because they're the strongest. So you got Leon and Yura. Whoever wins that plays City, and Ithiadad and Al-Halil play play Fluminense.
0: Okay. Um, so, okay. So is there is there is there any chance – like for example that Al Ittihad with this kind of star power can upset Fluminense and potentially make it to the final. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I watched I watched all these leagues
1: and I'll tell you what man, If will have a harder time against Al Hilal. They're a very strong side who usually wins the African Champions League. They're very strong defensively, really good side. They they purchase they usually purchase a good striker who can finish um, I, they're hard, if they beat Al-Halil, I think they'll beat Fluminense, and then I think it'll be City against Ithiadad. I really do. It, it, you, good question, man, because that new star power with Benzema and Conte and all them, they're, it's strong enough to where they could possibly beat Fluminense. Fluminense's tactics are, hey, kick the ball around and score as many goals as you can. Literally, that's what their manager does, and I think that they could beat uh, if your dad could beat Fluminense. So, good question, man. I mean, this year we have a better tournament. I just, I feel with that Saudi star power, we have a better, better, um, better matchups and whatnot, and uh, it's going to be City versus whoever wins that other bracket because City won't lose to Lyon or Uruguay. No, they won't, no, they won't but
0: I'm I, I, I thinking there could be a banana peel if Fluminense or Al-Etihad make it to the final that would be where we seek a potential. You're not wrong. No.
1: I, yeah. I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. We saw it. We saw Palmeiras struggle or Chelsea struggle with the Palmaris one season um, after Chelsea won Champions League. So I, I'm telling you, man, it – it, this, this is going to be a good club world cup and if i'm not mistaken we get the final like on the 22nd That's of like december it. so this is something that we're getting pretty quickly so that we'll, we'll get this we'll know the answer to these questions here really quickly and uh this is this is gearing up to be a good one i i actually i don't count the the asian and club leon for anything club leon is actually really bad um I mean LAFC was absolutely embarrassed. The LAFC should be in this. Club Leon like literally got demolished in the uh, Mexican League and in the playoffs. Um your was probably going to beat them pretty soundly and City will get the Japanese side and City will probably beat that side 5-0, but I could I like what you're I like the way you're thinking and I think that the final whoever it's against City is not going to have it so easy. So I, I like that.
0: All right. Well, yeah, we'll have this pretty quickly. Um, like I said, two matchups tomorrow and then uh, Monday and then Tuesday. And then the final is next Friday, the 22nd, of December, 930 a.m. Eastern time.
1: Good job. I got to applaud FIFA on this, man. This is, this is something they've done a really good job with. And um, they're talking about expanding it. I don't know how they would. Being that you're just letting in winners of the confederation, the national, yeah, the confederation, the winner of their Champions League. So it's kind of hard to how you figure out how expanding it, but they do a really good job with this. And I commend FIFA finally for doing something good.
0: Yeah, they definitely don't do much very well. So no not at all and
1: from someone like me who watches all these the egyptian the saudi mexico japan brazil like this is something i dream of it's it's like it's like champions league qualification when i get to see all the little croatian sides play against the the Dan- danish sides like you don't ever get to see that so that's why i love july and may and this is why i love fifa club world cup because i get to see my brazilian teams Play against the Liverpools, play against the cities. And and you know what? More times than none, you get a good match. I mean, Liverpool didn't blow out Flamingo, it was a very close it game. Was. So, this is why, yeah, this is one of my favorite competitions, man. So, I'm excited.
0: Well, going to be, yeah, we'll know very quickly. But, um, Nick, I think we've run out of bourbon and we've run out of time in the basement. Mom's calling us. She's saying, get the hell out. We got to yeah, turn the lights out. But, um, yeah, uh, we got, hey, I mean, this is, this is it right here, man. We're, we're, we're almost at Christmas, which means Boxing Day, which means you're going to have a lot of football in the Premier League. Spain, unbelievable race there. You don't know in first place. Real Madrid, two points back. Italy, six teams in the top six could switch out any given moment, any given week. Two-horse race for the title, fantastic. The two biggest clubs in in, in the country, enter, Juve, the way it should be. Love it. And then, of course, Germany, even with the match in hand, Leverkusen one point up on Bayern, fantastic. Could not ask for more. We're going to have, for the first time, God, I don't even remember how long it's been since anybody but Bayern has been the uh, fall champion of Germany going into Christmas the Christmas break with um in first place,
1: yeah. I know, man. I, I, I this is a great gift because I, if there was one thing I wanted, it was for someone to finally contend in Germany, and finally, I don't have to focus on the second tier only, and I can look at this league and enjoy it. So, thank you, Santa Claus. Thank you so but, much.
0: As you said before, the second league in Germany is the fifth highest drawing. League in all of Europe, so I mean, it's that says a lot. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, second, second Bundesliga is loaded with with giants, but um different story, different day. um Well, I, I look, I'm looking forward to the weekend. You know, I'm gonna have the kit on. I'm gonna be playing. You'll never walk alone. Everything's. I mean, Sunday morning is gonna be huge for me. But we'll we'll be watching all weekend. We've got some some great matches this weekend Big results And Yeah, Champions League is done Until February So we'll pay attention to FIFA We'll pay attention to FIFA Club World Cup Other than that, it's all about the leagues It's all about these races And January transfer window Nick is A little over two weeks away Right around the corner Yeah,
1: man I'm geared up, man. Ready, ready to do this. Fire
0: sale in Manchester. Wait for it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, down to the bottom (laughs) we go. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off. Nick signing off. And we will see everyone next week On on the basement.
1: See you guys.